We'll go to Proverbs 31, and I'll just give you what I um, have, have laid on my heart, nothing deep or really, um, you know, going to be anything spectacular to you. But I just wanted to, uh, I sat down late last night and remembering in Proverbs 31 in the first verse, this is again believed to be Solomon, I believe, but another name is being used for him here. But this is the prophecy his mother taught him, right? So we're dealing with a, uh, the things that are going to be said about this woman is something that his mother taught him about a woman. And so I want to pay special attention now, especially you young men. And I want to say to you young ladies of what uh, you should strive to be as a lady and young men, what you should be looking for in a, in a lady that uh, if you want a one to marry, uh, there's, uh, these are some great qualities that are given uh, for this virtuous woman. And uh, so I'm just going to give you these just couple of things here and then I'll let you go this morning. But um, the verse number one, Proverbs 31, that his mother taught him, verse number two, uh, what my son and what the son of my womb and what the son of my vows. And so she starts off and evidently had told him not to give his strength unto women. And you go down through there in the next few verses and give some other just wonderful advice, young men, uh, to be looking for and to remember when you're dealing uh, with, with women and, and those kind of areas of life. Because outside of being saved and uh, the things of God, who you choose for a helpmeet is going to be greatly uh, is going to greatly influence what your life will be like. Um, you don't think a woman's important. How many of you can think right now of a man you knew who was seeming to be in pretty good shape and he buried, married a woman that wasn't no good and he's ruined? I, can just, I can't even tell you the number of women, uh, situations like that. And so uh, it's very important, young men, and uh, that you remember this uh, in dealing with this uh, matter of women and looking at things. So I'm just going to give you, I won't be able to give you much of this. So let me just uh, give you a quote, and I'm just going to give you what a couple of things. Never could it be possible for any man to estimate what he owes to a godly mother. And um, that's what we've heard testified to, uh, that um, uh, these men have uh, testified, though uh, they uh, have said that uh, they uh, can't put it into words, uh, several folks have said, and you can't. Never, Spurgeon said that, never could it be possible for any man to estimate what he owes to a godly mother. And so in the next 22 verses, beginning with me, Proverbs 31, verse number 10, and uh, I usually don't get these. I usually get some other kind of message on, the, um, on the, these holiday type things. So uh, verse number 10 is where we'll uh, start. And um, these next 22 verses, if you've ever heard this preached before, you probably know that uh, the next 22 verses, I believe it is, uh, form an acrostic. They're the first letter, uh, the consecutive, successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And um, when I looked at that, I thought about uh, making one of my own, so I did. Uh, and I put and entitled this, The Cost, or not the, but Cost of a, fa of a Virtuous Woman. 
And so I'm going to take the first letter of each of those words and go in success of the verses and give you a, um, just something highlighted in that verse about a, about a virtuous woman that the Bible gives here uh, that she has as an attribute, so to speak. Uh, and so in verse number 10, who can find a virtuous woman? So let me say, young men, if you're, if you're looking uh, for something, a lot of men uh, say this, and I think it bears out to be true, and why I don't know. Uh, but a young man often will choose a wife that very resembles his mother in a lot of areas. And uh, maybe that's somewhat flesh and natural just in our upbringing or something like that. But uh, here's some things we need to be looking for, young men, uh, when you're looking for a young lady. And then it would do likewise, do well, young ladies, that you uh, take a look at these uh, attributes that they have, that you'd be honor God with your life. And, and so verse number 10, who can find a virtuous woman? Can I say something? I hope this morning you're looking for a virtuous woman. I know a lot of young men that are looking for pretty women. I know to the shame of some, they're looking for some loose women. But if you're a Christian that wants a home that honors God, you better be looking for a virtuous woman. And they're not everywhere, right? They're a dime a dozen that'll run do things with you that you want them to physically. You're both out of the will of God. Come on now, don't, let's get going here. Uh, you better look for a virtuous woman or your life and your home will be a wreck. Right, but outside of the mercy of God. And uh, so uh, you need to be looking for a virtuous woman. And so I hope, uh, who can find a virtuous woman? And uh, so I hope that's what you have your, uh, the, uh, your sights on. Uh, and because he'll go on to talk about the beauty being, being vain and all the other things like that. And you can look for uh, various things like that. I want, a, I want a woman that's got this kind of personality. And, and that may be important. But I want a woman that's got blonde hair or dark hair. Or I want a woman that's thin or a woman that you can take all those things. Things and those preferences. What you better let rule your mind and looking for a woman is the character that she has and the integrity that she has. And her character ought to rise way above and choosing a, a wife for yourself. Her character ought to rise way above uh, what you see of that on the outside. Amen. Amen. So he said, I want you to, uh, let me do this quickly because I don't have, but just, I'm just going to take just a few minutes from you. Uh, so verse number 10, he said, who can find a virtuous woman? You know what that means, young ladies, is that if you want to stand out to men in this world, be virtuous. You want to stand out and be different and want a man to find you. If a man finds you based on your looks, I wouldn't take him anyhow. Right? If you want to stand out to young men and you want to be found and you want to have a, be virtuous. Amen. Right? You want to stand out there a dime a dozen. There'll always be somebody prettier than you. Amen. Come on now. There's always one thinner. There's always one prettier. There's always going to be somebody. Uh, but uh, I tell you uh, right now, uh, there's not many young women in our world that are virtuous anymore. Not even attempting to be. Right? The more they can show you, the more they can allure you. That's the way they do it these days. And let me say, uh, ma'am, is that when your life changes, as it inevitably will, there'll be somebody else with a similar type body that'll allure him years down the road. Your home better be built on something a whole lot more than good looks. Just ask Amber. I had to say something funny. Come on now. Break the tension. Virtuous. A lot of young women, I don't know why they do this. They think 
that by giving themselves or trying to do something to keep him happy. Listen, all you got to do is trust God and pray and be virtuous and let that thing fall out with God. Let God have his will and way in your life. Just focus and concentrate on being virtuous and your character and uh, it'll all turn out all right in the end the way God wants it to. I wouldn't try to get a man any other way. Amen. Amen. Just be virtuous. Be virtuous. Verse number 10, who can find a virtuous woman? You're going to have to look for them, young men. They're a dime a dozen on, on, on Instagram. You know what I'd do with that one? Delete. A dime a dozen. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to work hard to find you one that's worth having. Now, I'm telling you, in 2021, it's going to take some active effort and for you to know what to look for to find a woman that's going to give you the godly home that you want to have for your children. Right. A virtuous woman. They're hard to find. Look over the pride. And then I put the word cost here. And I battled with this, but I battled with this title. Cost to a virtuous woman. Because it will cost you, young ladies, to be virtuous. Am I telling it right? It won't come natural. It won't come easy. It will cost you to be a woman whose children one day will rise and call her blessed. It will cost you dearly to have your husband one day be able to stand up and praise you. It will not come easy. Would any of you ladies like to relive some of the things that you've been through to be able to sit here today on a pew with your family and worship God together? Would you like to reminisce the tears, the crying? How many of you ladies have held a home together? Come on now, and it'll cost you when you could have run off and left that sorry dog where he is standing and found you somebody else. And you stuck with it and stayed with it, and God honored it, and here you are today. Hallelujah. It'll cost you, but it'll cost you to do that. It'll cost you. Young ladies, it'll cost you some serious self-denial in order to be a virtuous woman. It'll cost you. But I just went along with uh, the cost of a virtuous woman. And so, young men, uh, this is what the Bible says about a lady. And you see us praising the things that we said today didn't hardly do near enough to even touch how much she's worth and how valuable she is to your life. That means you could not earn enough money to purchase a woman like this. But they're out there. You better believe they're out there. They may be hard to find, but God's got them. Amen. Just keep looking, keep praying, keep seeking God. Find a virtuous woman. Or I can tell you this, I'd about die alone. Now I'm careful in that statement because the Bible says it's good for a man. Uh, that marriage is honorable, honor the bed undefiled, and so all those things. And it's better to marry than burn. So I'm trying, I'd be careful of that. But you better be extremely careful about marrying somebody outside of the will of God and marrying for the wrong reason. Don't let lust drive your seeking factor when looking for a woman. Right? Let virtue and character and integrity drive you and not your lusts. Amen? So he said her price is far above rubies. Not just a little bit, but far above rubies. So we start out there in verse number 10 and um, give me just a few more minutes. So the cost, cost of a virtuous woman. We start in verse number uh, 11 and see this in verse number 11 that she's credible. Now, not just incredible, but she's credible. You know what I mean by that? Credible. 
the first thing that he mentions in verse number 11 is that her, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Now, there's a, there's a bunch of things, men, uh, that we could say, but this woman's credible. She's trustworthy. He can trust her to know all there is to know about him. There's some ladies in here that could ruin some men in this church right now. I tell it right? You ladies are entrusted with some knowledge about your husband and that man sitting beside you that you keep to yourself because you love him. Not just everybody can you trust to know all about you. Am I telling it right? Brother Reed, I can trust my wife to know everything there is to know about me. And not destroy me with it, Brother Lance. That's a virtue. Oh, my. Your husband, you know what? Your husband ought to be able to say, his heart ought to rest safely with you. He shouldn't worry. I know there's a twofold man. And a lot of people go straight to uh, the fact that she's not out here running around and trying to get her another man. And, and that's honorable. That is. I'm, I'm not taking, making light of that. A man shouldn't have to work all day and worry about where his wife is. And who she's texting and who she's Instagramming and who she's Facebooking. Right? Man should have to worry about that. His heart should rest with her. He should be able to give his whole heart to her and trust her and know that she's not going to betray him and go find her another man uh, when he puts on an extra pounds or so. Okay? She'll be able to trust her not to do that. Because most of us now kicked our coverage. Amen, Brother Lance? And so, uh, uh, so she, her, his heart, I'll be able to say with her, and while that's wonderful and that's true, uh, to me it goes a whole lot deeper than that. It's not that she can just trust her uh, not to have an affair and just trust her not to run off with another man or trust her to leave him, but it is to trust her with everything about who he is as a man. That his heart can rest safely in knowing that there's one person in this world that he can be the most honest to and the most real with and she'll never use that information against him. You better have an open line of communication in your home and in your marriage. There is nothing about this preacher that that woman out there don't know. Nothing. There's some things she wished she didn't know. Am I telling it right? But she knows everything about me. Everything. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's mostly ugly. If you can't trust, you got to find you a woman, and she's going to be virtuous, and a woman you want to marry, you better be able to trust her and be able to tell her everything and communicate with her because she's here to help me, and she's going to have to know all there is to know about you in order to help you. You better be able to trust her with everything. Now, don't get come at me with them verses that say, you know, when you're laying there at night in bed and don't tell your wife everything. I, that's, not what, that, that's not what I'm saying here. There is some information that I don't share with her. You come to me with problems and tell me not to tell anybody, I don't tell her your problems. But she knows everything about me. And you better find you a woman that you can trust to tell everything to. Because there's nobody else in this world you can trust like that. God forbid it to happen, but I might let it slip out. You might tell your preacher and he might tell somebody. You might tell your mom and she might tell somebody in the form of a prayer request. But you better be able to trust your wife knows everything there is about you and finds you a woman you can trust your heart can rest safely in and you can share with her everything, every, everything of your being and you can trust her with that information. That's a virtuous woman. It's a virtuous woman. Thank the Lord for that. Boy, I've got 
Could you imagine that I really thought I was going to preach 22 verses today? <laughs> she's credible. She's trustworthy. Who can find a virtue in her price far above ruby? Her heart, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. And uh, we could go on and talk about that, but basically what he's saying is here, he doesn't lack anything good. It's, there's, there's nothing that he's going to have to go seeking for. She, he doesn't, he's, 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 he is, uh, uh, doesn't, uh, that word spoil in another way could mean profit or good. So he's, he's not, he's not lacking, uh, anything good. He's not, he's not looking for somebody else to trust with that information and with his heart. Right? He knows he can trust her with it. That's what's being said. He is assured of that. And I mean, uh, just uh, fully persuaded that, uh, that his heart can re- is resting safely uh, in, the, uh, uh, in the heart of, of his wife. And uh, I thank God for that. Thank God for a lady who goes around really, and most of our wives, men, most of them as a general rule, most godly, virtuous wives, what they have in their heart is they try, and though they, though they sometimes fail in the, in the carrying out of this, in their heart is they're trying to work out the life of their husband and make it the best kind of life that he could possibly have. They're trying to give him a life that's free from any extra burdens and problems and cares. His heart is resting and entrusting to her safely. It's resting safely with that woman. Isn't that wonderful? Say, man, have you lost your mind? No, I haven't lost my mind. That is a real possibility for you young men to find, even in 2021, God's got some ladies like that. And you're going to have to work hard, and you're going to have to seek for them. And young ladies, that won't come natural. You're going to have to work hard at it and deny yourself. But you've got to be trustworthy. Trustworthy. Credible. Right? Now, verse number 12. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. And I use this word, I struggled using this, but I use the word obedient. And so I want to, before, when I say that, let me say, oh, here you independent Baptists go again. Got to keep a woman at home and beat down all the time. That's not what I believe. If you believe that, you're crazy too. Obedient, credible, and she's obedient. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, she, the wife is not the slave of the husband. Let me give you this and read it quickly. The subjection of the wife to the husband is not that of heedless, unthinking, whimsical obedience, but cooperation for the good of the family. The obligations and duties of husband and wife are reciprocal and meet their highest plane only where love reigns and each strives to be worthy of the other and faithful to the other. The mere promise to obey counts for little in the marriage ceremony if it is not based on intelligence and love. She's not going to be your slave, right? She's not somebody that you can use uh, to, make, uh, uh, to make your life happier and to make your life better. She's not a tool for you to use uh, 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 and uh, to meet some kind of uh, uh, um, uh, needs that you have in your life. Uh, she's in a, she is in cooperation with you and willingly, willingly submitting herself to those that have the rule over her, which would be you as the head. 
willingly doing that. Young ladies, can I say something to remind you? When you marry a man, it's not just a test drive. You are not just entrusting him uh, with your love, but you're entrusting that man with your entire being and your entire future. Am I telling it right? When you decide, when, when, when it comes time, do you having children, decide where that kid goes to school, decide where you all go to church, how you honor God, what your family does, it is going to be determined by that man. You're entrusting your entire being to another individual. I wouldn't throw that away to just anybody. It's more than just a physical transaction that takes place between two consenting adults. She's obedient in, in, a, in a godly sense. Look at what he said here. She'll do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Can you imagine? And ladies, I know, I know that's asking for a lot. We'll say, well, that's not fair. He doesn't deserve that. You're right. He won't deserve it. And if you're looking for a husband that does deserve that, you're, you're going to lose out and die alone. Yes, that's right? But can you imagine men, what we know we've put our wives through, and then the Bible for them to say, that we're, we're not, if he, listen, if this, this husband that's being mentioned here, and we all know what husbands are like, look at the greatest husband in all the Bible. From John the Baptist on down, they're all a mess. And, uh, and so uh, you see uh, here in this verse, and when it talks about her being obedient, being, meaning, meaning this, she's obeying God who has in turn, turn uh, told her how to love her husband, right? And to, in order for her to do that, she's going to have to completely deny herself. Right? If you let self rule in your marriage, you'll never be able not to do evil to that sorry man sitting beside you. So I don't like you calling me sorry. Well, get over it. Am I right, Jeremy? We're all sorry, really. So, so ladies, uh, young ladies, just a little piece of advice here. Uh, if you're going to be able uh, to strive to try to have a husband uh, and you want to have a home in which you can do him good all the days of your life, you better not be expecting good every day of your life in the return. Because if you're only going to do good to him when he does good to you, it'll never work. You know where most marriages are that are about to fail? I'm not going to do my part till he starts doing his. And they're, they're, locked, they're locked dead on like this. And you can't get one of them to break. They're both stubborn like old stubborn mules. I'll start loving him when he starts loving me like Christ loved the church. Well, good luck with your home. Somebody's going to have to be the one to grow up and honor God in the home. Right? I know we got to go home. But so... So if I'm just giving you some advice, you're going to have to do this for God and you're going to determine in your heart, I'm going to do good to the ladies married to a man now and you know all that he is and his heart's you're going to have to continue to determine in your heart, I am going to do that man good all the days of his life because that's what God wants me to do. It's a shame you don't get more support for that kind of preaching. I'm going to do him good all the days of his life. That's a virtuous woman. And not evil. Amen. That's going to take hard work for you to do that. Virtuous woman's going to obey the Lord, and she's going to deny herself, and she's going to determine in her heart, in verse number 12, that she's going to do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Boy, that's a, that's a mouthful, isn't it? What do we think the Bible is anymore? 
maybe, maybe we just kind of think the Bible is just, you know, a friendly suggestion. Like, like here, here's kind of the rule. God says all the days of her life, but he don't really mean all the days of her life. Did the Holy Ghost just make a mistake? Maybe he should have said whenever it's convenient for her to do good. You think maybe that's what he should have said? I think it's pretty accurate what he said, Brother Tony. He said all the days of her life, it's capable. You're capable of doing that. If you'll honor God and just trust God, God will give you the grace to, to, to do good to a man that ain't no good. Amen. <laughs> Some of you are thinking, you're crazy. <laughs> I may be. I've never had to do it. Um, I, I can't stand myself, so I can feel for Amber to have to deal with me. But I'm just preaching what the Bible said, didn't I? Was there any qualifiers on here? Did, did anybody read in here first that she, the only reason she was able to do this is because she had a good husband? Did anybody read that? I missed that verse. That might be in your NIV if you're reading the NIV this morning. But it ain't in my King James. There was no qualifiers on this. He said, this is the kind of woman you ought to look for. A kind of woman who you rest your heart in. A kind of woman who's going to be uh, able to be trusted and she's trustworthy. And then, and then a lady is going to determine her heart because she loves God to try to do you good all the days of her life. Yeah. Amen. Oh, we don't even have near the time. So young men, this is what was in the heart of Solomon. And he should have has given it to us here as a son. So if I could preach a message to my sons, what them to look for would be right here in these verses. And I could preach a lot to them, but let's just get number 13, the S here. She's a servant. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Well, I wish that we had the time to to talk about this. Look at verse number 13. She seeketh wool. She's not sitting around waiting on somebody to go to the store for her. She's not sitting around, well, if somebody will buy it, I'll do it. No, she is actively staying active in the home working to make that home work. She's actively seeking the things that she's needing in order to do the things that she's required to do. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's coming by and saying, turn Oprah off. Turn off the view. Quit, quit, quit belly aching and complaining. Your life could be a whole lot worse than it is now. All right? Stay busy. She doesn't eat the bread of idleness, remember? So a virtuous woman, don't be looking. For, let, me, let me just, I'm going to leave you with this and I'm done. I know it's been long. I'm going I'm to leave you with this, young man. I would not waste my time uh, even considering a young lady that spends most of her day on social media. So if she's on the list, I'd go right down that list and I'd mark her off. Now, that's just me. And I'm not trying to be ugly. But am I telling it right? Do you want a woman that's going to sit around and you go to work all day and she's going to sit around at home on Facebook and on Instagram and calling and stirring up trouble and, be, and being a busybody because she's idle and she ain't going to do nothing and then you come home to a house she won't even clean? If you don't, then I'd see it right now and a young woman that will not lift a finger to do anything but she'll sit on social media 10 and 12 hours a day. I wouldn't waste my time with her. Am I, have I just killed this thing, haven't I? Is that good? Young men, you listening to me? I'd just check her off. There is nothing. Young ladies, can I tell you something? There's nothing going to help your Christian life by staying on social media and Instagramming and videoing with people you got no business video chatting with. 
And if you're a young lady video chatting with people and they're, and they're ungodly, I've got a good feeling you, you're, you do that because you're ungodly yourself. I don't video chat with nobody. I wouldn't even know how. Amber, maybe we should start video chatting. We went through some old pictures and a lot's changed, hasn't it? I don't like that it puts up my picture on that thing. I don't like that. I want to see them. I don't want to see what I look like. Remind me, Brother, brother Oliver, what I look like. I don't want to see that. Come on, young ladies. Don't die off on me. Turn that thing off. I, most of you need to turn the whole thing off, turn your phone in, and read your Bible. And I love you, but that's what you need to do. Because there ain't nothing good on there. Let me tell you what a young man's looking for when he looks for you on social media. He's not looking for somebody he can share daily Bible verses with. A young man, when he's alone and he's got a phone by himself, he gets on that stuff. And though he may not even intentionally do it, I can tell you within 15 or 20 minutes, he's probably up to no good. Now, now this makes me wonder, why would he reach out to you? What have you put off that's made yourself look like that you're willing to be involved in that kind of thing? Oh, I had to turn negative again, didn't I? This was supposed to be positive. Why'd you let me do that, Brother Reed? You're supposed to keep me positive up here. Hey, we're done. But credible and obedient. And she's a servant. Boy, I tell you, I've seen, I've seen my wife. Because she's, she's got to be my brain too. And so she'll be coming out of the house with a purse hanging off of her. A kid, I've seen her with kids on each hip and, 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 and probably more, more uh, uh, stuff hanging off of her and baby diapers and toys and the diaper bag and the clothes. And I come through there and go, man, where's my billfold? I've already got it. It's right here. Amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That's the servant heart of your wife. Oh man, did we forget to do this? I already did it. I don't even know how she knew to do it. Boy, you better find you why you'll not make it. It's a, more, it's a miracle of God I'm not dead already. But I've had a wife that's watched out for me and cared for me. And she didn't have to. She could have thrown me out a long time ago and had a better life probably. But she stayed faithful and kept me going. And I'm telling you, you better find you a wife that's got the heart of a servant. If you look for this high class woman who needs somebody to pamper her all the time, let some other foolish boy have her. You need to find a woman that's just quietly over in the corner helping raise the kids, hold the baby have changed diapers, pick things up, and just willing to help and be a servant because in her heart, she's got the servant's heart and that will be beneficial to your life because you can't make it alone. Woo! I've seen my wife carry more stuff. I'm going to tell you, it goes on and talks about her strength. I don't have all the time. i got a blessing out of that thing. Uh, can I just tell it to you? But I've, I've seen my, I'm telling you, I've seen women, they've got some kind of crazy mother strength. Y'all know what I'm talking about? So a woman's weak. Are you kidding me? I can't hold one of them kids. We could go to Dollywood and my wife could have one on each hip and she could go all day carrying them babies. It wouldn't bother her a bit. I got about five minutes. Honey, I'm dying here. Am I telling it right? And I'm a pretty strong fella. I mean, I ain't weak, you know, but, uh, but I can't carry kids on when she can. 
She's got some strength, Brother Law. I'm telling you, these ladies, I've seen my wife crawling up under houses, holding joist up, doing things you wouldn't believe. I'm telling you, she's got strength and, and honor and integrity, and she's got the heart of a servant. They don't ask for nothing. They don't need much recognition. Uh, they just they, they get pleasure and joy out of bringing joy to your life. And we better love them and thank them for that. Young ladies need a servant's heart. Young men, that's one thing I'd have my eye. She better be credible. She better be trustworthy. She better be the kind of person that's going to submit herself to the will of God for her life. And she better be the kind of young lady that's got a servant's heart. Because if she don't, let me explain to you something. You will be in trouble when you get on into that marriage. I don't know how some men make it. I am not ashamed to say my wife keeps me going. This church wouldn't have a pastor today if it wasn't for my wife. At any moment she's willing to turn loose and go crazy, this thing's done as far as me pastoring it. So, better clan, I want you to walk with God. I want you to get messages. I want you to go. That's great, and I should, and I will. And I pray faithfully every day and call out every member of this church and pray faithful as I can. But if that woman don't hold up on her end, this whole thing's going under. Amen. We got to go home. If y'all want a dime for every time I say that, you'll get rich. I'm going to give you the words, okay? Let's go home. Uh, credible, obedient, servant, talented, obstinate. I'll give you that meaning. Firm, stubbornly adhering to one's purpose. Unyielding and persistent. Fruitful, active, vigilant, intelligent, relieving, thoughtful, unwavering, obscure, Useful, strong, wise, an overseer in her home, and she's magnified. Oh, and the last one in verse number 20. No, I'm sorry, two more. Verse 29, she's advanced. And verse number 30, she's noble. She fears the Lord. Well, I wish I had time to preach that, but I don't. You've been patient. Why don't you stand to your feet just a moment? Brother Reed's going to come. We'll give you a verse if you need to. Thanks for being patient this morning. Please make it a point to reach out and... Let your mamas know and those ladies. Maybe there's some other ladies in your life you care for and appreciate. Just let them know as well today. Thank God for the women God's put in our lives, men. Amen. What are we going to sing here, Brother Reed? 385. He's going to sing 385. You want to sing along with him? And if you need to come, we'll give you one verse. We'll let you go home. Thank you for being patient this morning.